Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off Podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Love that intro. Uh, welcome again to the Stouting Off Podcast. I am your host, Drew Stoutenberg, now and forevermore. And I am joined, as always, live in studio by my producer, Jordan. Jordan, how are you, man? Doing great, thank you. Love to hear that. Truly, truly love to hear it. Um, it's good to know you're alive and well. You're in good spirits. You're in good health, for the most part. Yeah. I heard about the hernia potential. If could there have are, one. I could have one. If there are any potential hernia doctors, I don't even know if that's a thing, but if there are any hernia doctors potentially listening to this, we need just kind of a soft diagnosis. We're we're on the fence, right? Yeah, we're on the fence. So that'll be cool. My brother actually flew to uh, Toronto because he was told by a primary care doc that he had a hernia. Got to Toronto, got to the treatment facility. They said, nope, you don't have a hernia, bud. Go home. That'll be 800 bucks. <laughs> 800 bucks for the consultation? Uh, no, I'm just guessing like airfare and hotel, oh, yeah. like whatever, all this stuff. So that'll be a $800 charge. Hope you're okay with that. <laughs> Um, I want to address something before we get into anything else. This beautiful photograph that's got some some dust and stuff. Can you see it? I'm tilting it down, just as you taught me. It's in frame? Yeah. In focus? All right. So this was gifted to me by my friend Will, and he said, the, the first one of us that gets married, he said, we have to recreate this wedding photo. He said, this is us in the future. Do you understand that? <laughs> but it's actually in the past. Isn't that a fun photo, though? Initially, it was something he tagged me in, like a meme or something on Facebook. And then when I moved down here, he printed this out and framed it and said, Go well. Godspeed, young man. Godspeed, young man. <laughs> <laughs> How's it look right here? Is this good? Yeah. It's great. Fine? Yeah, it's great. Cool. Um, <laughs> I remembered something right as we were about to hit record. And I mentioned this. Uh, we somehow got chicken pox brought up while you we were like setting stuff up yeah so i have a friend uh and i just found this out about him i was like yeah remember like i think we were talking about covid and like quarantining sick people like sick covid people together away from the healthy population i don't know it was like some like scenario obviously we weren't saying like this is what should happen we were talking about that and i was like yeah it's like when we were kids and you know we got chicken pox and all the parents got us together and we just all infected each other you know, between the ages of two and five, he's like, yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, I remember having to like go to work still when I had chicken pox and stuff. I was like, wait, hold on. Record scratch in my head. Huh? Come again. He's like, yeah, I got it when I was about 16. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> that's something I've never heard of in my entire life. Same. He's like, yeah, well, don't forget, Drew, I was homeschooled. We kind of grew up in a small, like it was just our home. There were eight kids actually in this family. This is a wonderful guy. He's one of my favorite people I've ever met in Nashville or elsewhere, period, just bar none. But yeah, he got chicken pox when he was an adult. <laughs> he was like working at a restaurant as like a server and he still went to, or maybe not a server, a busboy. He's like, yeah, I didn't feel very good, but I just, I still went to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey. Isn't chicken pox like later in life something else? Uh, like I don't shingles know. or Oh, yeah. Or like... Maybe. Measles. I know that I it's know. a virus. I, I'm so sick of talking about viruses and uh, <laughs> COVID and everything. But you know what? First thing is first. I want to go straight into our first segment. 
What have I been watching? At the beginning of quarantine, all of us were watching Tiger King. And of course, no one's watching that anymore. And of course, I was also the first person that I knew to watch it. I didn't hear about it from anybody else. I saw it on my curated, which we now learned after watching The Social Dilemma, my curated, like, next for you, like, check this out next. Saw the preview on there, and I was like, yeah, of course, that's going to be the thing. But I printed out a story. No, that's the wrong one that I think you guys might find interesting. And actually, on the back is my credit report. (laughs) I don't waste any paper in this household. (laughs) On the back is my credit report. Thank you, Grandma, for that. (laughs) I um, I actually uh, applied. Well, I guess it wasn't even an application. Like I I went on Quicken Loans, the servicer of my mortgage, to check out refinancing because a lot of people are doing that. And all I did was click a couple buttons like I'd like more information. The next week, I get a packet in the mail like, all you have to do is sign right here. Here's your credit report. Here's your this. Here's your that. Here's your... It was like it felt way too official. And also, I was trying to refinance for a lower monthly payment, and it was $300 more per month than I currently pay. So that's cool. Yes. Anyway, all that to say, if you guys see something on the back that has my credit score being 756, that's no problem. It's exceptional. But just ignore it, because I'm going to talk about something unrelated to credit score, and that is Carol Baskin from Tiger King. She's on Dancing with the Stars now, which I haven't watched that show since Meryl Davis was on it. Meryl Davis is, of course, the U.S. figure skating gold medalist from a few handful of years ago from Ann Arbor, Michigan, 20 minutes from where I grew up. But anyway, Carol Baskin is on Dancing with the Stars, and here's an article I found. Carol Baskin in tears on Dancing with the Stars, reflecting on Tiger King fame. Seems as though she's looking back on it in not a fond manner. And this is funny because, well, it's not funny, but I'll just tell you this. I haven't read this article. I like the headline, and we're just going to read. Okay? I printed it out, and now we're going to go for it. So check this out. Carol Baskin, actually, she got emotional in a preview of Dancing with the Stars when discussing the fame and backlash that followed her after Tiger King. The documentary aired on Netflix, yada yada, in March, blah, blah, blah. Detailed the feud between her and former Greater Wynwood Exotic Animal Park owner, Joseph Exotic. (laughs) It's Joe Exotic. I had a Joseph there, but uh, I keep it inside, she said. Baskin59 said through tears in a DWTS preview. Um... She's emotional, reflecting on this fame that she's... And I don't know if I buy anything that Carol Baskin says or does. Carol Baskin, I almost started (laughs) to say it just like Joseph, just like Joseph did. But um, the Tiger King star, Exotic, 57, was arrested this year in connection with a murder for hire to plot... (laughs) Excuse me, connection with a murder for hire plot to kill Baskin. And that's word for word. I don't know why it sounds so... Like I'm stammering right now, but I'm reading verbatim he, he was gonna kill carol <laughs> like this guy is such a freak <laughs> with that being said i would give anything just to shake his hand and just not to like honor him but just to be like i just want to see him in real life yeah he's larger than life his music videos are fire too um the netflix docuseries also resulted in rumors that the big cat rescue founder carol baskin killed her first husband jack 
Don Lewis, who disappeared in 1997 and was legally declared dead in 2002. It's a five-year gap there. Baskin has repeatedly denied the claims. We know that, yada, yada, yada. During the first night of Dancing with the Stars, her first husband's family aired a commercial featuring Lewis's daughters asking viewers for more information about his disappearance. Wow. The Lewis family attorney also provided a statement. Don Lewis, here's the statement. The statement, Don Lewis mysteriously disappeared in 1997. His family deserves answers. They deserve justice. Do you know who did this or if Carol Baskin was involved? He asked. They're airing this stuff during prime time ABC. <laughs> Imagine how much that costs, that ad. That's like, that's a prime time. That's got to be a top 10 show in the, the world, you know. Um, let's see here. In August, the Lewis family and their attorney held a press conference announcing an independent investigation into Lewis's death. They offered up to a th- hundred grand in exchange for new details and information. The family, however, has has discredited Trish Fairpayne. I forgot who that is. It's been a few months since I watched it. Who said in a CBS interview that she believes her ex-husband Kenny Farr, who was Baskin's former handyman, da, 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 may have played a role in Lewis's 1997 disappearance. Wow. So they don't. Sounds like the family. They don't know. And they're just like they they don't know who did it, but they're not ruling Carol out. And you got to be a rich, but be determined to air an ad of Don Lewis's daughters during Dancing with the Stars. Um, but anyway, it's not exactly what I've been watching, but that's all for this segment of what have I been watching lately. Dude, I couldn't find um, like a 30-second ad during Dancing with the Stars, but I found it for American Idol. Really? It's $502,900 for a 30-second ad Jeez. for American Idol. Half million. Yeah, I mean, you got to imagine dancing is right up there. like that. I think so, right? Yeah, you got to imagine that's, if you round up, it's Same closer network? to a million. Yeah. Uh, American Maybe Idol, so. I believe, is Fox. Oh, is it? Yeah, I could be wrong. I frequently am. Uh, that's Dale Carnegie. Um, I want to hear from you guys about roommate stories, not even like horror stories, but what, what things that your roommates over the years, excuse me, have done, or just, uh, maybe not even roommates, people that you live with could even be your spouse, whatever, uh, things that people you live with do or have done that have gotten under your skin. I want to hear about these things. Um, I have lived with two great men in my life. I've lived with a couple others, but two primary, Ben Weeks and Ryan Graham at different times. I lived in Ben Weeks' house, and then I bought a house, and Ryan Graham moved in with me. Um, And I loved both of those guys very much. And they would probably say that I am the one with the quirks and the things that I, I think I'm perfect in my own mind, but I probably did a zillion different things to annoy them. But one of the funny things, and this didn't even really annoy me, it just made me like, it was kind of nails on a chalkboard a bit, is my dear, dear friend Ben, whose wedding I stood in, we are very close pals to this day, love him and his wife Mandy a lot, his kids are ridiculously cute, but one thing he used to do, he would bite his fork, and pull it out like this when he was taking a bite of something, it sounded like a sword coming out of a sheath, (laughs) be like 
Zorro. <laughs> I almost want to go get a knife. or a, Did I say knife? Because I meant a fork. Yeah, you said knife. Whoa. That's on me then. You were probably confused. Why would he bite knives? <laughs> Swords. <laughs> Sword. That's what I was thinking of. He would bite his fork and shing it out. Now, does that make more sense? Cool. Love ruining the delivery of a moment, but I guess it doesn't ultimately matter because that's the principle. Anytime you put anything metal in your mouth and you shing it out, that's going to cause me, my hairs on my neck to stand on end. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. No matter what it is. <laughs> that is a nails on a chalkboard thing. But anyway, um, when it comes to biting your silverware and shinging it out, don't do that. Did you know I was going to do don't do that right there? Yeah, I think so. You did? I tried to set it up so you knew. And now you guys are getting an inside scoop about some of the production stuff that we have to think about. Again, I've said it before and I'll say it a zillion times more. I've got the best producer in this industry, bar none. Okay. He knows. <laughs> he simply knows. It's chemistry, man. It's chem. It's, uh, it's chem 101, dude. But it's also chemistry based on at least 15 years of friendship. Yeah, true. Oh, man. I love you, buddy. And love I love you too. This <laughs> is goodbye. <laughs> so with that being said, we are going to have to terminate your contract. <laughs> no, Jordan, I, I, I love you, buddy. And I honor your talents. And you're just an exceptional guy. Anybody who knows you, to know you is to love you. Is how I, I see things. You like that? And it's true. Um, my roommate, my old roommate Ben, that I used to talk that I used to talk about way, <laughs> way long ago, about one and a half minutes ago, um, was obsessed with baseball, and um, he would like practice. He would have a baseball bat in the house and just like practice swing, not fully, but just to go through the motions of it because he loves baseball that much, and that's one of the most adorable and endearing things I've ever seen in my life. A grown man who loves baseball that much. But that reminded me, my nephew, who's only, he's only, let's see, he'll be turning, oh, I just turned five. He just had his first t-ball game, and it sounds like he did really well, you know, better than I did in my first t-ball game, which I'll get to that in a second. But listen to this. His name's Sebastian. He's the cutest little kid. And he got a hit and got to first base, and he but after that, things at that age get a little fuzzy in terms of strategy. Okay, what do I do next? I'm at first base. Do I just run to second base? Okay, if so, when? At what point? When is it appropriate? When is it not? So he got a hit and he got on to first base. And then the batter who was up after him got a hit. And he ran to first base. But Sebastian waited because he wanted to run to second base with his friend. <laughs> and that's so cute. Yeah. Do you understand? I have to go to Pennsylvania. They live in uh, York, Pennsylvania. I got to go to York sometime this baseball season and, and watch a game. What if I became that overbearing uncle? That's not even a thing. You know, that stereotypical overbearing uncle at sporting events who yells. That's not a thing at all. But what if I was that guy? Steal, steal home. Steal, you know. He's, he's going to walk <laughs> you on this next one. That's not a pitcher, actually. So I know nothing about T-ball, as you can see. But... The reason I don't know anything about T-ball is because I my career was one game, and it wasn't even a complete game. Here's what happened. It was summer of 1994.
The sun was shining. The birds were chirping. It was a beautiful day to play some t-ball. And um, my first at bat, I got a hit miraculously. <laughs> it's a guarantee. And for some reason, I when I got to first, I was like, oh, I still have some time. I'm going to second. And I'm running to second. And I slide into second in shorts on a gravel baseball diamond. Why would you do that? Uh, we need a soundbite for that now. Um, why would you do that? But I was five or six, so please forgive me. And just scraped up my knee. I still remember the feeling to this day. I was like, I was, it was like, ouch, followed by tears and panic. And I looked, my grandpa was there. I don't know who else was there, but my grandpa was the most important person there because he came and he picked me up. And the next thing I remember, I was at his house and he was cleaning it with hydrogen peroxide. Which as an adult, if I get a scrape now, which I haven't gotten a scrape knock on wood for probably 10 years, <laughs> I live a soft life, okay? But if I get a scrape now or an abrasion or a cut of any kind, I'm going to put peroxide on it. But when you're a kid, it's just like, why are you inflicting pain on me for no reason? Yeah. And uh, so that hurt for sure. But um, it was traumatic. But anyway, the whole thing, the whole reason I wanted to bring up sports in the first place was this. I got a text from uh, a close friend of mine. He's actually my chiropractor in Michigan, John. John Thomas, pure chiropractic in Livonia, Michigan, on Plymouth Road, right by Plymouth and Wayne. So that's cool. He said, he texted me tonight, right before we hit record. I may have a controversial topic for the podcast, but first must ask, what is your definition of a sport? Because everybody's got those things. This is a sport, this isn't. This, but not this. Not this, but this. And I said, here are my two criteria, which I actually learned in ninth grade from my social studies teacher at the time. In order to be a sport, here are the two criteria. It can't be judged. And you have to be able to pull a groin doing it, a groin muscle. <laughs> you could just say any muscle, I guess. But those are tough criteria. Yeah. Because yeah, what true. does that rule out? That rules out pool. It rules out billiards. It rules out uh, figure skating. That would oh, rule out judge. Sure, gymnastics. that would rule out gymnastics. Diving, diving, cheerleading. Now, okay, let me backtrack a bit because I'm not. I haven't. Re I haven't. And this is a good thing that we should do as adults throughout life. We should occasionally. Just go back and say, okay, what are my beliefs or what are my what's my stance on this? Does it still reflect how I feel in my current worldview? Now, to be a sport doesn't, it's not like people will say, like, oh, you don't think cheerleading's a sport? You try to go do that. You know, you try to get on somebody's shoulders or lift uh, a 110-pound girl above your head with one arm. What they're not saying, what I'm not saying is that cheerleading's not difficult. Or physically taxing. It is. But there's something pure about an objective outcome. Think about the, the purest sport there is. In my opinion, it's a, a, like a marathon, a run. There is a clear winner, <laughs> right? There is a clear winner, and you can tell that because they hit the finish line first. Objectively, it's a fact. When you start bringing people's, aka judges, opinions into it, that's where it gets dicey for me. Would you agree or disagree? I want to know what you think. No, I agree. 
Uh, I never thought of it from like the judging aspect of it. Um, the judging aspect is tough, but then again, it's I like think the about... difference between a competition and a sport. Thank you. That's revelatory. I needed to hear that because now I'm further digging my heels in on this. I think that's right. Just because something's a competition doesn't make it a sport. Yeah. Or make it a spork. Uh, so here's what John said. I said, not judged and can pull a groin. He said, okay, it's been a hot, big hot button issue for me and some other people lately. I've got a very strict rule. Only It's only a sport if an opponent can impede your performance. Otherwise, it's just an activity. Like offense, defense, he's talking about? I think so, but I disagree with that. Look at golf. Yeah, no one's there. You can get well, a, you can get a hernia playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do. Hope not. Hope not though. A, another knock on wood. No one's impeding your like I, I, I think golf is a sport. It's a comp it's like <laughs> it's a competitive sport. You can it's not judged, so there is an objective winner. And you can pull a muscle. But just because there isn't someone who's trying to block you from taking a shot, like from swinging your club, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I got to think on this. I'd be curious, uh, stouting off listeners, tell me what you think about this. I'm, I'm, I'm getting bored talking about this. So it's a good topic, though. It is a good topic. Thanks, it's John. A nice. Thank you, John. John from Livonia, longtime listener, first time caller, first time texter. Um, hmm. When I end a phone call, it gets really long at times, or it gets awkward. It's usually one or the other. But here's my here's my typical ending of a phone call. If it's not somebody who's like first degree inner circle for me, here's the normal, like for most people. Okay. Let me put the phone in my ear. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. Well, hey, listen, we'll see you later, okay? All right. Hey, let's get lunch soon, okay? That yeah, that sounds good. No, good t- good chatting with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, well, listen, I'll catch you next time. All right? Okay. Hey, one more thing. Yeah, and I'll text you. Yeah, I'll text you too. So, okay, all right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, see you later. All right, take care. Okay, bye, bye. <laughs> I say bye a couple times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, and that felt uncomfortably long, but that's how it is in reality for me. Welcome to a slice of my life. I don't know why I do that. I took a um, cross-cultural awareness training class one time because I used to work for a company based in the Detroit, Michigan area. And this company operating out of America was a German and Japanese joint venture company. So it was a very like multicultural environment. And we had to understand with our counterparts in Europe and in Asia, we had to understand you know, how they conduct business and how they conduct life. And I remember one of the, um, I remember the trainer saying when it comes to like, like Germans, you know, Europeans, but mostly like Germans in general, they're very direct and Americans are very like, in this, it's not a stereotype, I won't say, but it's just a generalization. If you compare one culture to the other, Americans are more like, personable and soft and fluffy and we like the colorful language like you know we just yeah we we just like the pleasantries i almost said colorful language in there and i didn't mean it like 
in a way that we love cursing at people. I meant like we just love the lofty, fun, cute, cuddly language. And the Germans are like, okay, I'll talk to you next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing she said in that was, if I was to say to you, let's get lunch sometime, what would you say? Sounds good. Okay. And she said, okay, now if I was, say, like someone who was born and raised in Germany, if you said that to me, I would say, okay, when? When do you want to get lunch? Tell me when. I'm open on Wednesday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. You know, yeah. it's more like all the nuanced stuff, all the little subtle like pleasantries. Skip that. If you're saying you want to get lunch sometime, okay, that sounds good. When? Uh, and she's like, for that reason, sometimes Americans have a reputation abroad of being like flaky. Because we'll say that. Hey, let's get coffee sometime. Sounds Okay, cool. We'll catch up over coffee. And the person on the other end of that interaction, <laughs> if they're not familiar with me or you or what our culture, they'd be like, oh, okay, like, okay, well, all right, here's my calendar. When? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that we're going to have dread, dude. They don't know that we're going to. Yeah, even if we do commit to next Tuesday at 4 p.m., when Tuesday morning rolls around, and especially when Tuesday at like 1 p.m. rolls around, we're going to be suffering from dread. Yeah, dude. And we're going to be thinking, what excuses can I come up with? My kid got chicken pox. He's 16. I know, it's crazy, but he got chicken pox. I can't come, you know. I'm supposed to be somewhere tomorrow at 6 p.m. And I'm trying, I told, I asked Monica over yeah. dinner tonight, how, how should I get out of this? <laughs> um, Is that right? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Midwest goodbye? I've heard of the Irish goodbye, which if I was Irish, I'd be offended about. But I do have Irish in me somewhere. But long answer again, long-winded, <laughs> love words, <laughs> big lingual guy. Uh, should no. have said no, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, and door slamming. Sound okay, effect. I'm going to go through this real quick. It's like nine, nine things. All right, so as you're saying goodbye, if you're visiting someone's house. Okay, so we are from the Midwest. This is worthwhile to note. Just yeah. as a reminder, we're from Michigan. So the first thing is the whelp. Well. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little, yeah, it's getting a little late. Well, second thing is the hugs. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> the third thing is the walk to the door. Yeah. <laughs> is there a put on shoes or something next or hand on the doorknob and like, yeah. Fourth is the doorway chat. <laughs> you get to the door and you start chatting again. Fifth is we really should be going. Yeah. <laughs> Six, the second round of hugs. <laughs> seven the hand on the doorknob chat yes i knew that was one of them (laughs) eight the slow open conversation nine the window wave (laughs) dude that is so real it's so real that is and there are probably people listening to this who you hear that and you're like that sounds crazy that sounds absurd but while you were saying that in my mind the first response was like yeah that sounds normal yeah yeah of course you called like two of them like (laughs) that's right but dude i can picture it like if it's a place where maybe you took your shoes off or something you're standing by the door you're using the door for balance or you're holding on the doorknob and you're slipping your feet in there getting your shoes and then you got your jacket on your scarf and you're getting all the whatever you're talking the whole time and then sometime during that you get onto a topic that you guys are both you have stuff to talk about and there you just signed up for another five (laughs) minutes minimum Dude, the second round of hugs got me, though. <laughs> it is right. like Because you can't just like, we feel rude just leaving, yeah, right? I it, think that's what it is. It is that. 
Yeah. It's funny. Where we come from, it's it's always like hug and then leave. So that first round of hugs, I mean, who are you kidding? But you in that moment, you are kidding yourself in that you're leaving right then. You're not, you know. Yeah. You thought you were. But then you somebody said a key word that sparked some other stuff in your uh yeah, in your cerebral cortex. And here you go. <laughs> you got more to talk about. But yeah. Love I just love pleasantries and small talk and chit chat. To a point though. To a point. And there I, I don't know I need to work more on like qualifying this. But there are some people that I just don't want to, I don't want to do the pleasantries with, you know? Yeah. Start calling them out by name. (laughs) (laughs) This guy and this guy. I have a bad habit of summarizing calls at the end of the call. Especially like with work. Like if I'm on the phone with a client and there's like a task list, I summarize. I do too. I do too. And that's the professional thing to do, frankly. You just don't want to... We see, here's the thing. I found a tendency to do this too. We do that Midwest goodbye. So we're doing the debrief and the recap of everything that's been said three times. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So like we said, I will stand by for that email. And in the meantime, I owe you that spreadsheet. And then, uh, looks like we're good for Friday at 2 PM. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. No. And you're, Oh yeah. You didn't mention that. Okay, yeah, all right, all sounds good. So like I said, um, stand by for that email, <laughs> you know? That's true. That is a true thing. Yeah, that's true. I need to be more succinct when it comes to that stuff. Because I can I can just babble. Yeah. I can just rip. <laughs> Which is why I have a podcast where we talk for a minimum of 40 minutes <laughs> about nothing. If you're still with us, we love you. Do you understand that? For once in your life, we... <laughs> I don't know what that would mean. Um... Terrible news. This just came down the pipeline. Um, Keeping up with the Kardashians is getting canceled. That's terrible news for some. There was a little asterisk there. For others like me, who I don't watch the show, couldn't care any less. In fact, it's probably a good thing that they're not on the air anymore. But if there are any Kardashian keeping up with watchers that are, (laughs) that was like a first name, last name, Kardashian, (laughs) comma, keeping up with. Uh, watchers out there, I'm sorry, but listen, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is canceled by the family after 20 seasons. Didn't realize it had been that long running. If you asked me how long, how many seasons Keeping Up with the Kardashians went, I'd be like, what, eight? Ten, maybe? No, 20. And I don't know how many seasons they were doing per year, but that's a lot. What's on the back of this one? Oh, cool. More loan documents. Um... It's official. The Kardashians can't keep it up any longer. The family at the heart of long-running docu-soap keeping up with the Kardashians have canceled the show with a K. Canceled. And it will end in 2021 after its 20th season. How about that? (laughs) Listen to this. The family wrote, It is with heavy hearts that we say goodbye to keeping up with the Kardashians. After what will be 14 years, 20 seasons, hundreds of episodes, and several spinoff shows, we've decided as a family to end this very special journey. Wow. All good things must come to an end. That's my own commentary. But listen to this. Also, it says, um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is featured 
countless iconic moments during its 18 seasons to this point. Oh, yeah, that means they have two more. Because 18 plus 2 is 20. It's simple math. Stout. Including the time Mother Chris reprimanded Kim for taking a selfie while they were taking Chloe to prison to serve a sentence for violating a drink-driving probation. Wow, that's cool. Another classic moment was when hip-hop star Kanye West proposed to Kim on her 33rd birthday. So, anyway, I'm getting bored just reading this as well. It will give... The 19th season is what would have been the continuation of the 18th had it not been affected by the pandemic. Jordan, you ever watch that show? No. Yes, I have watched it. Honestly, though, I think Scott is hilarious. Me too. Disick. Is that how you say it? It's not like Disick. I think it's Disick. Scott Disick is funny. <laughs> Lord Disick. <laughs> what are you looking at? Just what these sisters are about to lose, like oh. revenue-wise from from canceling. So Kylie Jenner makes four and a half million per season. Four and a half million for Kylie Jenner is a drop in the bucket. Yeah, though. her net her net worth is one billion dollars. Yeah, I think she's the first of those sisters to reach a billion. I think yeah. Kim Kardashian four point five million per season, same three hundred and fifty million dollar net worth. Wow. So Kylie is over triple of yeah. what Kim. Well, triple maybe. Chris Jenner. It looks like they all make four and a half million per season, which. I think comes out to $900,000. No, that's wrong. Well, if you think about it, that's what we make per season of Stouting Off. Yeah, true. This is our first kind of season, actually. This is our first. And actually, thank you for bringing that up because, and we can get back to that if you have more to add on it, but we, just two days ago, we hit one month. (laughs) We've only been at this for one month. It literally, to me, to me, this feels like it's been at least three months. Yeah. And that's not because we spent two months in dreaming and like brainstorming and stuff. And then we just started. We literally had the idea and started the next day. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. It was like a full 24 hour turnaround. Yeah. I told you on a a Tuesday. Yeah. I'm going to start a podcast. I don't even know what it's called yet. And then I talked to Ryan Graham and we were talking, we were talking and I was like, stouting off. (laughs) It's got to be called stouting off. And he laughed, and that was affirmation for me. I was like, cool. But I remember talking to you that Tuesday. I was like, yeah, I'm going to start a podcast tomorrow night. And you're like, oh, that sounds awesome. I was like, yeah, if I can just get people to, you know, the things that people like about me, if I can just communicate those things in a podcast format, I think it has a decent chance at, like, reaching some people. And I think people might be able to relate to it and like it and stuff. And you were like, yeah, I think you're right. And then you're like, cool. All right, sounds good. Long goodbye. See you later. Talk to you. See, talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> so you're going to start a podcast. All right. Good luck with that, man. I'll chat with you in a bit. Again, you're going to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So just to recap, you're going to start a podcast. All right. Sounds good. We'll chat with you in a bit. See you soon. And one last thing you're starting. So, and then you called me back like an hour later and you're like, stout. And I remember these three words right here. I want in. And I was like, oh. Dang, yeah, sure. We can we can find something for you to do. Sure, I'm sure we could, we could wrap cables around the studio or something. <laughs> you come by, we do the first episode, and then I was just like, nope, can't do this without you. You're yeah, we need you. Wow, this should be called the Jordan episode. Man. We're just honoring you, buddy. 
Um, so then we, st- yeah, we just started. We started in that format, and then here we are. Ten episodes. Is this episode ten? Eleven. It's gonna be yeah. Just like five weeks. I yeah, think. five weeks. Crazy. So, cheers to that. Cheers. What do you got in your glass there? Russell's ten. Oh, true. That's what I'm drinking. Russell's Reserve. Well, let me take a sip first, and then I'll talk about Russell's. And yes, I stammered on my words because what would an episode be without a couple stammers? But Russell's Reserve, if if you're looking to get into bourbon, this is a what thirty two dollar bottle or so, Jordan? Yeah, thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. So it's it's priced similarly to like Buffalo Trace and some other stuff. Buffalo Trace is pretty good too. But if you're looking to get into bourbon, start with this. Straight up, would you say that, Jordan? It's really good. How's this showing yeah. up on camera? Great. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. This is Jordan's bottle. Um, I've had, uh, I've gone through a couple of these in my whiskey career, but Russell's Reserve. If you like bourbon, or if you want to get into bourbon, or if you like bourbon already, this should be a non-negotiable on your shelf, especially for the value. It's aged ten years, and it's just good. It's everywhere. It's everywhere, and accompanied by the the name of Wild Turkey, like the distilling company, they make that. And uh, our buddy Will and I, we went to the distillery, and we saw Jimmy Russell, after whom this is named, Russell's Hmm. Reserve. We saw him. He's very old now. He's a pioneer in the bourbon industry. Um, Oh, what else did I want to talk about? I had a couple. Oh, yeah, one more comment. So last night I had a bonnie, a bonfire back here in my backyard. And it's a nice backyard. It's covered with green. It's like old trees back there and stuff. And I had a little bonfire and uh, it was a work night, okay? So it's not a a Friday or Saturday night. Work night meaning I have to get up for work the next day. And I was reluctantly agreed. My friend Lauren texted me, said, what do you think about a bonnie tonight? I said, sure. She said, okay, we'll be over in a half hour. <laughs> okay, sounds good. But I say normal, my, and she asked me what, like, she asked me ahead of time because I have a rule of, I don't like to have fun during the week other than the podcast. But fun during the week, like, if I hang out, if I do stuff with friends, I want to stay out late and I want to have another poor bourbon and I want to just, like, laugh and like when I have a little bit of fun, I want a lot of fun. Yeah. Moderation is hard for me. If you give a mouse a cookie, if you give a stout a bonnie, he's going <laughs> to want another pour. And he's going to want another hour of laughter with friends. And then before you know it, you look down at your watch and it's one. So I've come to identify this about myself. Moderation is tough. That might mean I have an addictive personality. But if I like something and I don't have like the discipline to not do that a lot, I'm going full blast. So that's why for me, it's like all or nothing is how I live <laughs> during the week. It's either all fun or no fun. And I choose no fun and it's either all gym or no gym. So I do all gym. I go to the gym every day in a week. It's either eating all healthy that week or I'm going off the rails with Taco Bell and other stuff for a week. And so I try to eat healthy. Um, do you relate to any of that? Yeah. Like if I have a bad meal, for example, if I have like Taco Bell for lunch, I'm like, nah, screw it. I might as well not even go to the gym and just have another terrible meal for, for dinner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't I'm know. having trouble getting back into the gym because at this you. point I'm like, you well, look good. it's been 
It's been three weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might as well make it a month. This is my life now. This is my lifestyle now. Yeah. Yeah. Moderation's tough. And that's real talk. You're getting an inside scoop again into uh, how I work. Life of Stout. Who can relate to that? Let me know. Um, please like please like and follow us on Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get or consume your podcast. I think most of our listeners, when it comes to the audio stuff, do Spotify. Yeah. Over half to when I look at the metrics. It'd be fun to do a poll to see what everyone's watching on. It listening. would be. But we also have that data too. But well, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> about to give you a midwest goodbye we are giving a midwest goodbye because you can sense we're getting ready to wrap up but we can't we're our hand is on the doorknob right now but anyway thanks as always for listening to the stouting off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday see you